Blog Talk Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Fantasy Baseball. This edition is covering 513 to 519. And another great week for our streamers last week. We're going to hit on some fantasy news, some injury news. We saw Jose Altuve go down, pulled hamstring. He hits the DL. We got some pickups for you. We have some a couple sell highs. And then we're going to talk relievers, as uh, what everybody suggested there on Twitter. So let's just cover last week's streamers and a uh, very good week for us. Luke Weaver. Seven innings, three hits, one run, two walks, six Ks, no decision. That was against Atlanta. Um, he's the number 22-ranked starting pitcher right now in fantasy baseball. He needs to be owned in a lot more. He's pitching with that whole humidor thing in Arizona. Um, former top prospect uh, with the Cardinals. So definitely like Luke Weaver uh, going forward. needs to be owned in a lot more leagues, and we'll talk about him when we talk about free agent pickups. Jake Odorizzi, uh, awesome again for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, last year, really didn't work out that well for him, but he's, he's finding himself this year. Um, we'll talk about that later on, maybe too, as a, a sell guy is, you know, the analytics really aren't adding up for him to continue this the whole season. So um, we'll talk about that later, but he went seven innings, one hit, zero runs, zero walks, five Ks with a W against Detroit. Jared Eikhoff has been absolutely awesome. We even hit on him on Saturday show, eight innings, three hits, no runs, three walks, four Ks with a W uh, he gets Milwaukee, I believe that's tomorrow. Uh, so caution there, but he, he needs to be on in a lot more leagues. We could be looking at a breakout. Matt Stram against the Mets, 6.1 innings, six hits, two runs, one walk, seven Ks, no decision. Uh, he got a little bit lucky there in that start. Um, the Mets offense really didn't get going until they got home against Miami, and uh, they left a lot of runners on base. So he got lucky there, but I do like him going forward. He should be owned in more leagues. And then Chris Bassett went seven and two-thirds. Seven hits, three runs, one walk, nine Ks, and a tough loss against the Reds. We'll talk about him. He's on the streamers coming up for this week. He's been terrific, absolutely terrific, and he gets the the lonely Tigers this week. And then our blow-up alert, which I usually don't do, but um, had a gut call, and it was Sonny Gray. He went four and a third, six hits, three runs, five walks, three Ks. So the runs wasn't a blow-up. Three runs and four rings isn't good, but, you know, it, it didn't get shelled. But uh, six hits and five walks in four and a third, I mean, that would have just destroyed your whip. So uh, we hit on everything. Felt pretty good last week with the streamers. A um, couple of those guys will return this week. Uh, Luke Weaver graduates from the streamers. He's now owned in more than 50% of leagues, as he should be, so he won't be on that list. Um, let's just talk fantasy news real quick. And uh, Jose Altuve, like we mentioned, hit the DL, and that's probably the best thing for him, in all honesty. He uh, is 17 for his last 88 last month on 193 average. He just looks hurt running the bases. He looks hurt. I don't know if it's the knee that he had surgery on over the offseason, but uh, he doesn't look right. This is the best possibly thing for fantasy owners. Hopefully he gets some rest. Yeah, the team doesn't need him. They're not going to rush him back. The scoring runs without him. Um, Diaz can now play second base. Gurriel will play, you know, can even slide over there. The flexibility options are terrific. It would almost be nice if Gurriel, uh, you know, goes over there and gets eligibility in any league. He doesn't have second base. But the Altuve injury, not too concerned about it. I think uh, May 19th is his eligibility date. I don't know if we see him to come off um, – you know, that would be next weekend. I don't know if he comes off right away, but 
uh, best possibly thing for him because he's really not been good since that home run stretch he went on where he was hitting almost a home run every day. Uh, Tyler Glass now, the other big injury, and this this one sucks. Four to six weeks, forearm strain. Um, you never like to hear forearm. When you hear forearm, it's usually associated with, uh, you know, Tommy John is usually followed by that. They're, they're not saying that. There's no tears. There's no ligament damage. Right now, it's literally just a strain. Four to six weeks, even at the six-week mark, that would put him back before the All-Star break. Excuse me. So um, that would be positive. That would be the good news. You just hope everything comes out with that. You hope that this is it. You hope that this is just a one-time thing, and this is not something that lingers because the kid has really showed up this season. He's been terrific. He's lived up to the hype after being traded to Tampa Bay. And um, we, we talked about it on Saturday's show. He is the best pitcher in baseball. He is should be starting the All-Star game. He should be in the Cy Young conversations. He's been brilliant so far this season. He's the number two starting pitcher on the Fantasy Raider, and uh, that's a shame. Uh, Nelson Cruz, which uh, as we start here at noon Eastern, um, I have not heard an update, but I do know MRI injury, uh, I'm sorry, wrist injury, getting an MRI today. Um, he called it a very painful wrist injury. The team had some uh, concern with that. Um, probably going to miss time. You would guess. You just hope it's not anything severe. Um, it's a big bat. I mean, that's a 30 home run, 100 RBI floor bat coming out of the lineup. It's a huge loss for the Twins in, in MLB. Um, we'll talk about replacements and, uh, you know, waiver when we get to waivers. Uh, and then Anthony Rizzo missed a couple days, uh, with a back, you know, stiffness. This is a yearly thing. I'm not worried about Rizzo at all. He's been terrific so far this season. And, uh, it seems, seems like every year for a couple times, the back stiffens up on him. No big deal. Wouldn't worry about it. Uh, Yasiel Puig, let's talk about him. He's been awesome. And, uh, we saw the return of Puig versus Bumgarner. And honestly, if they ever wanted to raise money for any sort of charity, putting Puig versus Bumgarner in any sort of UFC MMA fight would just be awesome. These two guys clearly hate each other. Puig took Bumgarner deep over the weekend, and Bumgarner said he's a quick learner. It took him seven years, uh, you know, to learn that that pitch was coming and where. So, um, but the last two weeks, Puig hitting 250, three home runs, seven RBI, five steal, 10 runs, still on pace for a 25-25 season, which is you know fantastic. 25-25, you take that, sure. Still play the best ballpark in baseball for offense and great American ballpark hasn't warmed up there yet. The summer months haven't come yet. Still like Puig. Um, the buy low window is probably starting to close if it hasn't already. So I'd put an offer out there. I'm not willing to, you know, throw the farm for that guy, but um, you know, in a, in a dynasty league or whatever, but uh, certainly I would take a look at him. Uh, no question about that. If I can get, you know, 70 cents on the dollar, fine. Uh, Aaron Hicks, returns today he's owned in 70 percent of leagues so it's really not worth mentioning that he's out there on your wire because he's probably not do like him going forward um if you've been stashing him that's terrific hopefully it pays off for you uh likely would pencil him in and in, in a four spot you know when that when everyone's healthy it would either be him or Didi batting cleanup and Didi, you know was said uh on the yes broadcast the other day that you'll see him quicker than later and uh see what happens with that but both players you would expect being that they're lefty will pencil in in a heavy righty lineup uh in that four spot one of them um we'll go to uh go to streamers coming up uh for this week and um tough slate i said it last week we got very lucky with uh the streamers that we had but this is a tough slate coming up we'll start with chris bassett who uh makes the return to the the list again and he gets detroit on thursday in the last month, Bassett's been fantastic. 2.55 ERA, 0.97 whip, 
31 Ks in 24 innings. He's been fantastic. He's only owned in 23.1% of leagues. That should be higher. That's a great ballpark that he's playing in. Uh, against Detroit, good God, that's a dream matchup. Love him for Thursday. I already picked him up in one league. I, that's a matchup I want. That's a great chance at a win and a good chance at a, as a, a dominant start. Uh, another name, Lucas Giolito, and uh, only 19.3% known. He's probably out there in your league. But the last month, he's been absolutely fantastic. He gets Toronto on Saturday. Last month, he had a 1.64 ERA, 0.95 whip, 28 Ks in 22 innings. Something has clicked with him. Um, just a big difference maker, if you ask me, um, for that White Sox lineup. He's currently the 32nd ranked starting pitching in all of fantasy baseball. And just look at his past starts. He just had Toronto. He gets again this Saturday. Cleveland, seven innings, eight Ks, only uh, no runs. It was fine against Boston, a very good lineup, five innings, three runs, seven Ks. I'll take that. And um, that's really where it started to turn for him. Last three starts have been absolutely fantastic. Toronto doesn't scare me at all. Um, That's going to be in Chicago anyway. I like that a lot. Wade Miley makes a return to the list again. And uh, I had actually said I didn't like Miley last week against Texas. Couldn't have been more wrong. It was another quality start for Wade Miley. And um, this week he's getting Detroit tomorrow. So we're picking on Detroit here. And um, in Detroit, he's 14.8% owned. He's currently the 49th rated uh, starting pitcher. And that's just because his Ks are so low. Really is not a big strikeout guy, but he's a quality start machine. Texas, he went six innings, two runs, seven Ks. Angels, six innings, two runs, two Ks. Uh, Cleveland, he just missed a quality start by a third of an inning. Minnesota was a quality start. Oakland was a quality start. So it just absolutely fantastic. You would think that they should beat Detroit, the Houston Astros, right? So a shot at a win there. That's what we're talking about when we talk about streamers of the week. Under 50% owned, good shot at a win, shot at a quality start. Wade Miley has been the example of that. So he hits the list again. Another name that's very interesting that I had on the list for streamers of the week and not quite sure what we're going to do with him. I think we're going to pull him off. Spencer Turnbull has been awesome for the Detroit Tigers. One of the few bright spots this season, Uh, Minnesota, Kansas city, Philly, Boston, Pittsburgh. However, the splits between home and the road are pretty dramatic. He's got a four ERA at home. He's got a 2.91 ERA on the road. Opponents are hitting 262 at home against him. They're hitting 203 on the road against him. Thursday's matchup against Oakland I liked it. You dig in a little bit more. It's at home. It's in Detroit. Uh, I'm going to avoid. I I want to watch him. I want to see what happens. We could be looking at a breakout season for this kid, but that's a matchup. That's a true telltale. What? That's a pretty good offense out there. Uh, Chris Davis, Olsen's back. Simeon's had a nice year. Um, that's a matchup I want to see. Is this somebody that has turned the corner now and, and can be relied on? Or is this somebody like last year, Jose Barrios, with the the crazy road home splits? This is the opposite. Turnbull's been terrible at home. Not terrible, but not that good at home and fantastic on the road. So just a name to keep an eye on there. Um, Really, that's it for the streamers right now. Those are the three, and the the one to watch is Turnbull. We'll have more up on Twitter, so definitely make sure you give us a follow there, at Over the Top Sport. We're always throwing up uh, streamers as they come. Hit now is uh, free agents and the waiver wire. 
and um, a couple names we'll throw out there. And Marwin Gonzalez has been awesome the last two weeks for the Minnesota Twins. And he signed late. I think that had a lot to do with the real slow start. He's only 30 years old. He's had a couple of good seasons with the Houston Astros, which everybody has when you go to Houston. But 333 the last two weeks. Nelson Cruz injury. We don't know what happened. We hit on that before. Um, Gonzalez batted cleanup the other day. Uh, they t- uh, yesterday, I believe, believe it or not, Eddie Rosario got the day off after the doubleheader. Gonzalez was penciled in there as the cleanup hitter. So uh, you would think that Marwin Gonzalez, if he's batting, you know, three, four, five, it would be him, Rosario, Crone, anywhere in there. Good chance at a few RBIs. Uh, he's been hitting the ball real well. So I like that. He's eligible at almost every position anyway. So uh, definitely take a look. 26% owned. Hunter Pence, uh, very interesting. We have to talk about him. He's 36% owned, and he's 36 years old. And he's been awesome. 368 last week, 310 last month. On the season, 19 runs scored, seven home runs, 25 RBIs. He's hitting 316. Right now, Hunter Pence is a top 100 fantasy baseball player, which is just, it's mind boggling. Uh, you know, he's just throwing a contract, come in, see what happens, minor league contract. And he's been great for, for Texas. Um, it's a good offensive team. That's a ballpark where the ball really flies in the warm weather this clearly isn't going to last. He's not 36 years old, turning back the clock. This isn't going to last forever, but somebody right now that you should be riding DFS, um, you know, going forward, you you have to pay attention to this. These are pretty good numbers. This is, these are outfield two numbers right now. You're getting at a hundred pence. So I would give a look there. Uh, Ramiel Tapia on Colorado, only 11% owned. And this is so surprising when you look at this sitting 389 the last two weeks. Uh, last month, he had 10 runs scored, five home runs, 18 RBIs, stolen base, uh, hit 362 last month. Plays in Colorado, and he's starting every day in the outfield. Needs to be owned in a lot more leagues, folks. That is a very good offensive team. The whole Colorado factor is playing every day. I mean, these are all the ingredients you want for a player out in Colorado. Needs to be owned in a lot more leagues. I would definitely take a look there. Uh, another one, Malik Smith and um, – Again, before we started the show, he's not been called up. But I do expect Malik Smith to return this week after tearing up AAA, getting sent down. He was absolutely dreadful um, before he got sent down. But down in AAA, he tore it up again. Former top prospect for the Atlanta Braves, got traded to Tampa. Now he's out there in Seattle. Um, Seattle, I don't want to – they've over-succeeded, obviously, the first few months. But they're still a very good offensive team. You would think they'd want to pencil in Malik Smith again, top of the lineup speed. Um, He's going to play. If he comes back and he starts hitting it all, he's going to play every day. Speed has been so hard to come by so far in this fantasy baseball season. It it really has. You've had Billy Hamilton stinks, which, uh, you know, Adam Ronis predicted on the show. Um, Smith got sent down. Delano DeShields got sent down. Speed has been very hard to come by. And Malik Smith is still somebody – from this point forward, could steal 30 bags. Easy. Easy from this point forward could steal 30 bags. So somebody that you have to give a look at, 37% owned, like I mentioned, should be up this week for the Seattle Mariners. I would think it would be even today or tomorrow. Uh, I like him as a stash. Uh, Luke Weaver, which we hit on uh, a little bit earlier as he was one of our streamers last week. Luke Weaver's been terrific. And now he just hit that over 50% owned uh, ownership so um, can't use him as a streamer right now. It's currently sitting at 55% owned. Um, just awesome. Awesome on the season. Three and one record, 50 strikeouts, 2.98 ERA, 1.06 whip. He gets the Pittsburgh Pirates tomorrow. Uh, another great matchup. 
at Atlanta, dominant. Colorado, dominant. The Cubs, um, now is a little rough start for Weaver. Pittsburgh, awesome already. Atlanta again, San Diego again. Really good strikeout numbers. He has cut down on the walks dramatically. This is somebody that needs to be owned. You're looking at really right now, SP3 type stuff. That's how good he's been. Um, I like this to carry on. I really do. I, I definitely like Luke Weaver going forward, and he's somebody that needs to be owned in a hell of a lot more leagues. Uh, 55, that needs to jump up a lot. Um, other notes here that we uh, that I have written down, and uh, we talked about him, you know, the prospects last week, and uh, we hit on Kestinura um, on the Milwaukee Brewers. We even talked about him on Saturday, and um, Travis Shaw was benched the past few days, so they're getting the Milwaukee Brewers. I think are getting closer to to promoting this kid as uh, Shaw was benched against uh, Cubs. Yeah, he saw four at-bats against the Cubs in the three-game series um, and didn't have a hit. He's actually got one hit in his last uh, 15 or so. So Travis Shaw really struggling. Um, Yura uh, has just been awesome down in AAA. The move long-term would be, for the rest of the season when I say long-term, would be Moustakas at third, this kid at second base. He's ready. Don't know what they're waiting for. Uh, another loss last night to the Cubs. You would think that that could happen even by the end of the month. I could see that happening. It should happen. And um, he's somebody that needs to be looked at. Austin Riley, another name. Austin Riley's numbers right now in AAA are video game-like. He's a Donaldson calf injury away from coming up. He's now playing a little bit of outfield in AAA just so they could bring him up and get him at bats anywhere. The problem is, is Donaldson isn't going anywhere. Uh, even if they're out of it, I don't see him getting traded. Uh, I couldn't see it. Sure, he's on a one-year deal. Um, I don't know what the return would be for even a Josh Donaldson. Um, I don't know. Um, I love the Donaldson signing when it happened. I was such a big fan of it. He's having a decent season also. It's just um, I'm not sure they knew how ready Riley was. And there's no room for him out in the outfield either. There's not. So it's unfortunate this kid is being blocked right now. He needs an injury. If there was an injury, uh, he needs to be added in every league. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, the other prospect right now that – is being talked about and he is a elite offensive talent right now for triple a, uh, the Houston Astros. He has 15 home runs so far in triple a for the Houston Astros sitting four Oh two for the Houston Astros in triple a 31% owned in leagues already, which everyone's anticipating this call up the problem. And listen, if you, if you hit, they'll find a place for you. But right now, really, where would he play on a crowded team? There's really nowhere for him to play with the Houston Astros. He's still so young. I, I'm not sure you see him anytime soon. Um, closer to the All-Star break, maybe. Uh, injury, of course, but I, I don't see it. They're winning games. So raw, so young. You, you want them to get polished down there. So 31% owned, I get it. Neat, should be owned. That's how good of a, a bat he is, but I think we're waiting on Jordan Alvarez a little bit longer. Uh, Brandon Lowe, I'm sorry, not Brandon Lowe, the other Lowe, Nate Lowe got sent down for Tampa Bay after struggling. And um, listen, he wasn't going to, he wasn't playing every day to begin with um, great bat. There was a lot of hype when he got called up. He should be back at some point. Um, no need to hold him even a, a, you know, dynasty league and you're keeping 15 guys fine, but uh, the bat really struggled. Carter Kaboom, another guy that got sent down. Cole Tucker hasn't been very good for the Pittsburgh Pirates. So we make a lot about which prospect should we stash and even Vlad Guerrero, when you look at that, um, they're so hit or miss when they first come up. Aloy 
is another name um, that we're saying stash them, but if you don't get these guys, it's really okay. It's, it's such a hit or miss thing with these prospects. Um, Austin Riley, again, a name that I want, but I'm not willing to be wasting a roster spot right now when there's no guarantee he's coming up. There's no guarantee where he's going to play. And then I just mentioned all these other prospects that were so highly regarded that have struggled. So um, just take that with a grain of salt. Uh, one of the Twitter requests that we got was to talk about relievers, and um, it wasn't too specific, so I just wrote down some relievers that have been, uh, you know, holds and a couple saves or whatever. And um, really, we've hit them before, so but we have to mention it again. Ryan Presley, 38% owned, and I don't understand that. He's been fantastic for the Astros. He hasn't given up a run yet. Whip point four seven, sixteen Ks in 17 innings. He's been terrific for the Houston Astros, a guy that should be rostered in a lot more leagues. He's going to keep the ERA down, the whip down. Um, he is the handcuff to Ozuna anyway, so take a look there. John Gant, 52% owned. I want to mention him, even though it's over 50%, but he's given up two runs all year, 25 strikeouts and 28 innings for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's been absolutely terrific. He should be rostered in a lot more leagues. Again, another guy that, uh, you know, you have one or two of these guys, you're getting to start a week, so I definitely would take a look there. Tommy Canley, 4% owned, um, 16 innings, 21 Ks, five holds already this season, 1.13 ERA. He's been better than Britain. Um, you could even argue he's been better than Adovino. He's been very good so far this season. Chad Green, I wrote down also. He's been uh, – he, he had a rough start at the beginning of the year, um, was hurt. Now he did the rehab assignment with AAA. He was very good. Had his first appearance yesterday. was awesome. But 2018, Chad Green, 75 innings. 94 strikeouts, 2.50 ERA. They like him as that multiple inning type guy. So I, I don't look at him as somebody that's going to get a lot of holds, especially when you talk about that they have Canley, Britton, Adovino, Batances if he ever comes back. They like him as a multi-inning guy, the original Andrew Miller type role. Um, you know, this is somebody that should be owned in more leagues. If you look at those numbers, 94 strikeouts, 75 innings. If he finds last year's form, this could be a weapon going forward for your team. So, uh, especially in Yahoo leagues where they don't count starts and it's just innings. So I would definitely take a look there. Michael Givens uh, on Baltimore is only 53% owned. Uh, last month, 1.38 ERA, 13 innings pitched, four saves, 16 strikeouts. Um, just He's been so much better than the first few weeks of the season. He is the closer in Baltimore. They're not going to have many opportunities to close, but he is the closer. He should be owned in more leagues. Likely will get traded anyway at the deadline. Uh, he's one of the only few assets they have to bring in a return. But talking closers, and he's only 53% owned, that should be more. And then uh, Luke Jackson, which I did hit on last week with the waiver wire, um, 42% owned, four saves on the season. He had two last week. Right now, he does look like the closer for the Atlanta Braves. He did blow the, the game the other night against the Arizona Diamondbacks in the ninth uh, on a hanging curveball. Throws a lot of breaking pitches instead of fastballs, which you don't really see out of closers, but – Right now, he's been probably the best pitcher out of the Atlanta Braves bullpen. Right now, it appears he's the closer, and therefore, he should be owned in more than 42% of leagues. Something uh, different that I did write down uh, just to talk about, which is fairly interesting, is uh, currently the player rater, uh, according to ESPN. And, you know, this is um, maybe a, a little slight adjusted when you talk Yahoo leagues or CBS Sports, but. Um, gives you a good idea of who the top players are currently in fantasy baseball. And uh, there's really no surprise in Cody Bellinger. He's the number one player in fantasy baseball currently. Um, this, the question you get a lot on Twitter is, is it something that he can keep up? And it is. He has such a good swing. 
uh, all the numbers are aligning um, that this is real. This is not a fluke. Cody Bellinger has really established himself as one of those premier top tier hitters. And, um, you know, it's something that should go forward. Christian Yellick, listen, Christian Yellick is, you know, becoming, um, if he was in a bigger market than Milwaukee, he'd be the face of baseball and um, just a terrific season. And you can hear all the, the nonsense you want that that ballpark plays so well for lefties. You know, just look at his numbers last year, home and away and Moustakis and what he's done there. But Christian Yellick has transformed into a, uh, a real power hitter, which he wasn't with Miami. He was a good hitter. But now with that whole launch angle and whatever, he, he's just become an elite hitter. Um, Alberto Mondesi is the third ranked player on ESPN's player Raider. And everybody heading into drafts was blowing this kid hard and had him as, you know, he could be the guy or whatever, um, you know, that really steals the fantasy season. And he was so overhyped and so overdrafted and he's really lived up to it. Um, he's batting 270. He's got 24 runs scored, five home runs, 33 RBIs, and 13 stolen bases. He has been terrific for the Kansas City Royals. You have guys behind him hitting like Alex Gordon. Um, Something that can keep up, yeah, you know, I don't know about top three, but I think you could be looking at a top five, um, top ten fantasy player the rest of the way, sure. We're very early. It's, It's May 13th, so we're very, very early, but when he's showing you that he is getting on base, scoring runs, hitting 270, the stolen bases. Um, yeah. I mean, stolen bases speed counts for a lot in fantasy baseball. So I definitely like him going forward. Tim Anderson um, is now number four, the fourth ranked player on fantasy baseball. And um, just to talk about Tim Anderson, he's cut down on his strikeouts from 2016 when he came up with the former first round pick, by the way, when he came up with the Chicago White Sox, his K rate was 27%. 2019, it's now 20%. So he's cut down on that three years. Uh, you know, that's significant drop, 27 to 20. Um, his ISO is hitting 204, which is, is fairly high for him when you look at his past. Um, and all that really is is extra base hits. It's what it measures. It's extra base hits um, and how well you're hitting the ball. Um he hit, what does he have, eight home runs so far this season? I think he had 20 last year. With a 208 ISO, you're really looking at a guy that is like a 26, 27 home run um, type guy. And, uh, you know, do you think that he can achieve that? He's already got eight. He had 20 last year. Yeah, I think you could be looking at Tim Anderson hitting 25 home runs. Um, 20, he's got 12 steals already. He had 26 last year. I think you're looking at somebody that could steal 30 bags. He's not going to hit 331, so get that out of your mind. So you're going to see some regression there. But you really could be looking at Tim Anderson, a shortstop position that is fairly deep, that is a 25-25 guy. I think it's very realistic. Um, Again, I don't know if you're looking at him going forward as a top 10 fantasy player in all of fantasy because that 331 average. Uh, I do like Mondesi over Tim Anderson, but I think Anderson is somebody that if you drafted him where you you got him, the value is terrific and something to keep an eye on. I like. I wouldn't even sell high. I would not sell high. I, I do like Tim Anderson going forward. Top five starting pitchers. Uh, Justin Verlander really shouldn't come as any surprise. He's number one. Glass now two. Luis Castillo three. Uh, he's had a terrific season for the Cincinnati Reds after a bad spring. After a bad spring. Jose Brios is four. Domingo Herman five. We hit on Domingo Herman on Saturday's show. Um, Vinny suggested that really right now he's one of the best pitchers in baseball, and he is. The problem that lies with Domingo Herman 
is how many innings is he possibly going to throw? 130 innings, you would think, would be his max, in all honesty, with what he's thrown in the past. So um, when you talk sell high guys, Domingo Herman has to be one of them. He's had a bullpen role before. I think they'd be comfortable and happy to put him in the bullpen. So, um, you know, Domingo Herman to me, is definitely somebody that I'd be looking to sell high. Um, top relievers. And uh, the, the number one will surprise you, but Kirby Yates right now is the best relief pitcher in baseball, uh, according to fantasy, you know, um, the fantasy stats. Uh, Roberto Azuna, too, who I loved going into the season and couldn't believe that, you know, where he was being drafted, according to other closers. Philippe Vasquez, three, Shane Green, four, and Brad Hand, five. Really off this list, the only one that would be falling off would be Shane Green. I think he finishes more in like the 10 to 12 closer range. Uh, Kirby Yates, if the Padres are out of it, could get traded. So something to keep an eye on there. Would you sell high on him? It's possible. Azuna, I love. Vasquez isn't getting traded. Brad Hand isn't getting traded either for the Cleveland Indians. So uh, Green, I could see falling off a little bit. The Padres are out of it. I see Yates possibly getting traded. So just things to keep an eye on there. I do have also um, going forward, uh, which we only have a few minutes left, but um, going forward, just stats of what they're projecting from this point forward and uh, Trey Turner, right from this point forward. And he's not even back yet. He's still on the DL. They're still projecting Trey Turner for 30 stolen bases, 35 stolen bases and 15 home runs from this point forward. He's not even back yet. So um, somebody that if I looked at the team and I would just happen in the league that I was in this week, I would look at that team. If they're a team battling injuries, I would go and try and make an offer there on Trey Turner. The Carter Kaboom experiment didn't work. So uh, he's been out a while anyway with a with a broken finger. So uh, you would think by the end of the month, Trey Turner should be back. I would give a look there. Um, Giancarlo Stanton, uh, somebody asked us on Twitter the other day, what do you do with Stanton? There's no t- timetable for the Giancarlo Stanton injury. He Again, if he was back by the end of the month, it, it would be a great buy low. But when you don't have a, a timetable and you're talking shoulders and they're not talking anything about what happened with the shoulder, all we really know is it was a bicep strain and he had an injection in his shoulder. Um, he would be a risky buy low for me. He, he really would. Again, from this point forward, the stat right now is projecting him to hit 34 home runs, 34 home runs. He's not back yet. He's on the DL. I wouldn't offer a ton for a Giancarlo Stanton player. I, I just think that injury is a lot worse than what we've been led on. Um, George Springer has been awesome right now. George Springer uh, is a top 10 fantasy player so far this season. He's projected 25 home runs, 68 RBIs, 284 average the rest of the way. Um, he would be a sell high guy for me, George Springer. His strikeout percentage is a little bit higher than what we've seen from years past with George Springer. Um, he's getting lucky with balls batted in play so far. So for me, George Springer, and just injury history, George Springer to me is a ideal, perfect example of somebody that I'd look to sell high for. And I, whether it be a, a younger player, um, some sort of package of Guerrero and a pitcher, I love Guerrero going forward. I really do. I, I have him as a buy low. Um, but Springer is definitely somebody that you should be maximizing your return on right now. Uh, I would definitely take a look there. Um, Ronald Acuna, listen, we, we talked about him a little bit last week. That buy low window has closed. I mean, you really could have sold the owner on uh, sophomore slump or whatever. But the week he just had hitting home runs, uh, the, the one opposite field against Clayton Kershaw really shows you the talent that he has. I love Acuna going forward. Um, Francisco Lindor is also very interesting to me. 
starting to hit a little bit, starting to run a little bit. Um, that window is probably closing. I, I would throw an offer at Francisco Lindor. I love him going forward. I think he's clearly healthy, stealing bases this week. I think he had three stolen bases this week. The home run numbers haven't came yet. The power hasn't come yet. It will. This is somebody that really is just starting to get back into the swing of things. Ramirez is starting to look better. They have a top prospect in the outfield that should be up this summer that will help that horrible lineup. Uh, Francisco Lindor, to me, is definitely somebody that I would be trying to buy in. I think, really, you're looking at somebody that could hit 20 home runs and steal 15 bases the rest of the way. Love Francisco Lindor. Uh, Chris Bryant, he's finally swinging around. Chris Bryant, to me, is another example of, I don't want to say sell high. If I'm in a season league, I'll risk Chris Bryant. If I'm in a dynasty league and Chris Bryant is one of my keepers, I'm looking to see what I can get out of Chris Bryant right now. Um, he battled the shoulder injury last year. He didn't have surgery on that. He got off to a slow start. Exit velocity for him was down this season, at the beginning of the season. It's come up now. But Chris Bryant is um, trying to see the week that he had last week was fairly good. Yeah, so Chris Bryant last week, four home runs, seven RBIs, 320. The last two weeks, five home runs, 13 RBIs, 325. Um, missed a ton of time last season. This is somebody who's the 52nd-ranked fantasy baseball player currently. Um, if I could, in a keeper league, if I could flip Chris Bryant for, um, again, Vlad Guerrero Jr. in a keeper league, I'm making that trade right now, folks. I will f- happily flip Chris Bryant for a Vlad Guerrero Jr. in a dynasty league or a keeper league. Uh, Guerrero struggling, Bryant a hot week, Bryant, you know, with the whole injury history, I would love to make that move right now. If it was, uh, you know, something that I could do, um, we'll talk more. We've kind of gone over our time here a little bit, but we'll talk more, uh, obviously on Twitter, everybody should be following on Twitter because any late streamers, any pickups, any call-ups from AAA, we hit on them right away. Uh, instant reaction to any trades that you guys post, we give you that as well. So definitely following on Twitter at over the top sport. Saturday show, 11 a.m. Eastern time to 12 noon. So give a look there. Vinny's swimming with the shark on Wednesday for all your betting needs. I have a, a feeling he'll be telling everyone to hammer the Warriors series at minus 500, which just seems like free money. Thanks for joining, guys. Good luck this week in fantasy baseball.